Hi, everyone. You're listening to Mind Your Works Unscripted, a series for candid discussions with less preparation and more conversation. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Jose Espinoza. Hi, Jose. Hi. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were going to introduce me or just leave me hanging. <laughs> no, nah, man. Give you the credit you deserve here. Today, we're going to be talking about pay transparency in organizations. It's a topic that is an interest to both of us. And it's something pretty relatable, given that everyone works, everyone gets paid. And at least I would say in many organizations in North America, pay is not something that we openly talk about with one another, but it's something that the organization has full information on. We're just going to kind of chat about the implications of pay transparency and how there's kind of an information asymmetry between what organizations know and what each of the employees know and how it's discussed, the kind of social dynamics around that, and what implications it has for potentially pay equity as well. Yeah. And, and I think why I'm interested in this idea of pay transparency is that, well, pay transparency is one of the only things that the organization can use to exert power um, that basically clearly delineates something that the organization knows and can leverage that employees could actually readily take away. It's one of those things where it's not about my, obviously my supervisors, my leaders have control over certain aspects of my work. This is an aspect of your work that is mostly kept secret, but it's only kept secret by the complicit participation of the employee. Mm -hmm. There is nothing stopping us um, other than organizational policy, which I believe is pretty rare saying that we can't discuss our pay with each other from actually talking about it and taking away that power from the organization. Does that make sense? Do those policies exist where you can't I don't talk think about they do. That's something, you know, like, I don't think nobody's, I don't think anybody's contract actually says you cannot discuss your pay with other employees. I don't know. I don't think that's, that's a, a thing. a curious thing. You sign like an NDA for your own pay package? Yeah. I don't think that's, that exists. So that's why it's interesting to me because it's obviously something that gives the organization a lot of power in terms of negotiating individually with employees. Yeah. In terms of hiring other employees but that you could readily take away as a workforce to empower the employee themselves, right? Like you cannot bargain for better pay without knowing what other people are making. Right. So I, th that's why it's fascinating to me because I don't understand really the norm, the culture, both organizationally and, and maybe a broader culture within our countries yeah. that supports this idea. Right. So how much, do, what's your household income? What's my household income? Yeah, you don't have to answer, but like, how do you feel like having that question asked to you and potentially responding yeah. and then having, you know, all of our listeners plus me hear that? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm an anomaly here because I am very open about that kind of stuff. The, the reason why this idea came up when I suggested this as a topic is because I find that it extends to other things. Like people feel very uncomfortable talking about like how much they paid for their house, right. for example. And it's just a really? that similar thing. Yeah, I found it with other homeowners. I find it difficult to discuss that. I find that to, strange. Yeah, to the point where I've discussed with people who don't own a home yet and have thought about owning a home. I'm like, if you want to ask me anything, like I can tell you exactly how much we paid, what our interest rate is, what our down payment was, because I think it's important that Well, because sharing that information as, as consumers, you benefit each other by knowing like what something comparable you know, looks yeah, like what, what, is, what, it what is it comparable? So it better equips you to understand the market. Yeah. So I think it's similarly for the workplaces where I've had conversations with close friends who tell me things like, you know, uh, like I can't really discuss that. And then when they say that, I was like, well, what, why can't you discuss your pay? Like, no, there's nothing stopping you other than a sense of maybe that you don't want to seem like you're bragging yeah. or maybe you don't want to seem like, well, maybe you make more than me. So somehow that's going to change our dynamic. Right. That's the only things that I can think of because 
like I was saying, I feel like I'm an anomaly because I'm happy to discuss that stuff because obviously I cannot gauge whether I'm doing well enough without knowing how other people doing comparable things are doing. Yeah. Right. Like I have, I think this is what leads to things like pay inequity across gender. Ultimately, it's, you don't know if you're being underpaid if no one else talks about how you're being paid. Right. So I yeah, mean, I'm we're... completely comfortable with it. So that's why. I, I am too, actually. It's something that I'm totally comfortable mentioning, but I'm, I'm, very like cognizant of other sensitivity around it. So yeah. I will never like volunteer how much I make or like go around telling people how much I make because I don't right. want to be perceived as bragging or assuming that everyone else is okay with it because it is a, a contentious issue for some people. It's something very right. sensitive. I think, so my, my own personal theory about why it is a sensitive issue for people is because uh, in our society, the way human, and this is going to sound fairly like meta, but the way human life is valued is measured in terms of economic means. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the value of a country and, you know, the health of its people, the health of the economy, like that's the main metric because we look at GDP yeah. for, you right. know, the, the value of a country. And so human life in a country is really measured by how much they're contributing to the GDP, how much they're making, how much they're contributing. Do they actually help production? Um, and this is kind of an issue that we're facing right now with, with universal basic income and, you know, the, the disappearance of jobs that okay, well, once people lose their jobs, what are they going to do? What value are they going to add to society? Are they going to create art? Are they going to, going to do something else? Are they going to be you know, stuck and, and feeling useless? We have a difficult time placing value on people in a way that is outside of what's expressed economically, if that right. makes sense. And so when someone is asked about their pay, it's almost like being asked, how much are you worth as a human? Yes. Which is a very I mean, like deep question. It, yeah. it cuts deep. That's a very interesting viewpoint. And I don't perceive it necessarily that way, but that is how our society in North America at least expresses yeah. the value of people. I think, I think that's interesting because I think we might have slightly different viewpoints, which is, I mean, that's the whole point of this. That's kind good. of Let's fight. So my, <laughs> my pet theory, and I've been thinking about this, is I think that there is a certain longstanding and passed down sense from previous generations that talking about money is untoward it's kind of icky it's untoward yeah like literally with that accent is what it's I very mean. elizabethan yeah yeah it's it's kind of this idea that uh, talking about money is kind of dirty like handling money and discussing finances is not a thing we do in polite company okay that's my sense of it um i think that's one of the things that that drives it but i think it totally makes sense to consider that yeah it feels like we're valuing each other in terms of money so in in, in polite company it's probably not appropriate for us to talk about kind of the dirty everyday things of money. But why is money dirty? I think it comes from a long history of the notion of we all want to be upwardly mobile and the high level social classes are people of leisure. They don't yeah. think about money. They don't talk about money because money is not a concern. Right. If you have to ask how much it costs, you probably can't afford it. Right. So aspirationally, I think we have uh, kind of adopted as a culture this idea of like, well, we should talk about money as little as possible, right? Maybe slightly different viewpoints, but I think it comes down to the same thing that there seems to be some sort of social or cultural barrier to discussing pay openly. But I think particularly in the workplace, it's probably the place where you want to go out of your to discuss pay. I don't know exactly how you bro broach that conversation, but I don't see it. I don't see this in any way helping anyone but the organization if you don't discuss pay in the workplace. I completely agree with that. Um, we are stronger as a group, like speaking as an employee. We're stronger as a group when we all share information and have full information about what everyone else makes, right. because then we're able to better position ourselves relative to other people. 
yeah. and understand not how much I'm worth, but am I getting paid fairly or not? Fairly enough or not? I think the risk that you run, and I, I think this is probably why people are uncomfortable with discussing this issue, mm-hmm. is it might bring up feelings of, or most assuredly, it'll bring up feelings of unfairness if you find that you are not being paid fairly in some right. way. Whether you're being paid way more than your peers, and in that case, you might feel a sense of guilt, or if you're being if you're if you're being paid much less, in which case you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna bring up feelings of inadequacy or injustice. And you may end up resenting your peers potentially for getting more than you, especially if they don't perform as well as you, if they're, if they're lazier, if they're not as intelligent in some way or whatever. And especially with in our modern work environment where friendships are important in the workplace, there's this emphasis on bringing your full self to work and being collegial and having kind of a personal life with your colleagues as well. It can undermine those friendships potentially if there is a sense of injustice, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I guess we, we're both in agreement that from the employee's perspective, there's basically little value practically in terms of not discussing pay, right? Like from the practical sense of like, hey, if I want to bargain or if we want to collectively push for better pay, et cetera, yeah. it's in our best interest to share our pay transparently with each other. In the sense of a social setting, it might be slightly more difficult to do that, right? Because like you said, there might be costs to friendships. There might be costs to, from a social perspective, right? Of like interacting with others. Is there a way that this is that pay transparency would be beneficial to the organization? Because I think the organization always benefits from a lack of pay transparency. First of all, I think there are some organizations that are that are purely transparent about pay. I can't remember which ones, but I have read about organizations that do okay. promote full pay transparency. I don't know how well it works. I think you need a certain kind of organizational culture in order for that to really work and probably a certain organizational structure as well. But I do think organizations can potentially benefit from being more transparent about pay especially in this era where equality of pay is a really, really important issue in society. Mm-hmm. We're really focused on narrowing that wage gap between men and women mm-hmm. and having more transparency surrounding what others may, what others get paid helps organizations that helps employees collectively and having kind of that, like it helped from, from the organization's perspective, it helps them reputationally in terms of taking strides towards more pay equity. Right. So it's like you put your money where your mouth is by saying like, hey, you can look at what everybody makes. Right. On the pay kind of opacity side of things, the organization benefits in the sense that, okay, we can take advantage of our employees who aren't asking by paying them less. If they don't ask for more, we're not going to pay them more, even though their coworkers are making 20 grand more than they are. Yeah. Um, So cool. The organization's saving some money on wages that benefits them economically. However, if they open up the hood and they add more transparency to the process of, of how pay is distributed, they can potentially gain the trust of their employees by basically saying like, okay, we are a trustworthy employer with integrity. We care about all of you. We want you to have fair wages and we're going to show you by telling you, you know, how much your peers make essentially. Yeah. Um, and then making sure that you fall within that band. They can also benefit in terms of, I think, external reputation as well. Being known as an employer that is really promotes pay transparency. That could potentially attract applicants who are very, very talented and want to work in a, in a fair organization. It'll fill up their, their recruiting pools and things like that and may help retain employees because they feel fairly treated. Right. So even though it may result in the organization paying certain individuals more, I think they could benefit from having better employees in the long run and, and employees who will stay for longer as well. So you think there is a, like beyond just the reputational, the overall reputational benefits of being transparent about pay from a, like an outsider's perspective, someone might potentially stay because despite maybe I'm getting paid a little bit less, 
they're actually transparent here about what we all make. So there is an opportunity for me to understand where the money is going. And I feel like relatively that's reasonable. Yeah. Whereas this other organization that maybe is offering me more money, I have no idea what my supervisor makes, mm-hmm. right? So there's no way for me to value how much they actually value me. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting viewpoint. Um, I know that there are some organizations that, that, that have attempted something similar to this, maybe not exactly the same way. For example, some video game companies, smaller video game developers have gone to paying everybody the same, Okay. Um, which is sort of transparent. If you know that everybody is paid the same, that suggests that you would know that you make the same amount as someone else. I think that's an interesting idea. Um, in Canada, we have the the sunshine list for professors and academics, where if you make over a certain amount, yep. um, you're basically, your pay is reported openly online for someone to look at, right? I so think it's pretty much any- It's any government official? Public servant, yeah. Okay. Making over $100,000, it's, it's yeah. publicly listed. So that's a, that's a version of, I guess, of- yeah public accountability. I feel like that one is not necessarily for the benefit of people in the organization as much as it is for the stakeholders, in this case, taxpayers. Yeah, it's more about are your tax dollars going towards paying public servants fairly? Yeah. But yeah, it's for informing taxpayers. You're right. I think so. So from a private organization standpoint, thinking about this, would stakeholders, so investors, benefit from knowing ultimately what is being paid out to all the employees? Because it sounds like from the public system setup, it would be to say taxpayers aren't happy we're paying whoever too much. This -hmm. suggests that there might be similarly another setup that could occur from being transparent about pay to say, we're paying whoever too much. As a shareholder, I feel uncomfortable with X and X and X. It kind of gives power to shareholders in some way as well, right? Yeah, potentially. I mean, it informs them where their investment is going, I suppose. From the flip side, if I am an investor who is really concerned with ethics and sustainability, as many more investors are these days, given that there are are investment indexes that really focus on only investing in socially responsible companies, Mm -hmm. I might want to know to to make sure that these employees are actually being paid enough, right? that they're actually being paid a living wage, for example, and that there is pay equity across the board, if I'm really concerned with the welfare of the employees working through the organization. And given that, you know, pay equity and getting enough money, you know, to make a living benefits the employee and will probably increase productivity and engagement anyway. It's, you know, a good thing to know that the organization is being run well from like an HR or a talent management perspective. So where I work, there's a really great initiative where there are pay bans for each occupation at the organization and they're within a certain range. And what's really nice, it's, it's an effort to promote pay equity across different positions. And so even if you join the organization, you ask for a certain salary, if that is lower than the pay band for your job, they will give you what is within the pay band. Right. So for instance, um, as a Canadian moving to San Francisco, I had no sense of what I was worth in that market. Right. And there are certain services actually like Glassdoor, which I think we should talk about in a little bit, because that's done, I think, a huge, that's benefited employees massively in terms of letting them know their market worth. But I'm in in a field where there aren't enough people in that field to actually get a good measure of how much you're worth in a certain market. PSYOP, the, the IO psych body has a salary survey, but there aren't enough people to respond to it in certain regions to really know how much you're worth. And so I came to San Francisco really underestimating my, my value, I guess, in the market there. And I was fortunate enough to have to say, okay, I think I'm worth this much money. Um, and they're like, okay, cool. That's, that's good. We're going to give you more than that because that falls below the pay band. Right. Which is really great for someone who's uninformed about the market and doesn't have people to compare it to. Yeah. Doesn't have peers to say, okay, you're worth this much in this market. And I'm, you know, paid quote unquote fairly for, you know, what I'm worth in that area. So I think that is a really great way of kind of striking a balance between not opening up the hood entirely, 
but then also making sure that employees are paid fairly within a range for their occupation. And I'm sure from your perspective, it was in, it created a lot of goodwill to know that this organization had this public information and they basically match you up with it, right? Like you could have yeah. looked up this pay bands potentially before or, or, well, I guess it wouldn't, it's not publicly available, it's within the organization. They it's within the organization, yeah. yeah. So but, at least for people within the organization, they know that everybody who's doing a similar job is within this pay band and they right. feel like that's reasonable. Maybe they little, make it a little bit more because they have more experience than me or they maybe yeah, yeah. negotiate something slightly better, but we're all still within the same range and that can feel fair. And as, as an employee, like I felt um, supported and taken care of, like they cared about my well-being and that my my sense of fairness was top of mind for them. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a really good um, way to handle this, I think. Maybe it's not exactly make everything transparent on purpose, because I think maybe that probably impinges on people's privacy if they do want to keep it secret, their exact number. Yeah. But at least now we know that everybody who does this job is within this range, right? So let's, let's talk about Glassdoor briefly. Um, yes. Because Glassdoor is a really interesting website slash service that has helped employees become equipped with more information about what their market worth is and about, I mean, so for those of you who aren't familiar with Glassdoor, it's essentially a website that is a glass door into um, the culture and interview process and uh, pay rates of different organizations. I think most of the data they have is, uh, I think, European and North American organizations, but you can log on and then create an account, put in your resume, things like that, say how much you're making. And basically it, it kind of crowdsources wages from different industries and different positions across the world. And after that, you can kind of compare what you're making to the market based on their own data and see what you're worth and if you're getting paid fairly or not. And this works better for some occupations than others. So for instance, there are lots of engineer salaries in there for tech companies um, yeah. because engineers are tend to use services like Glassdoor. And you can get a good sense of whether you're being paid fairly or not for the region, for the company, et cetera. Right. And what this has done is kind of like struck a balance between keeping your salary private, but comparing it to anonymous peers who are similar to you and providing it kind of like leveling the field in terms of that information asymmetry. Right. Without encroaching on those like delicate social norms surrounding, you know, personally sharing what your salary is with friends and kind of taking that social risk. And, and it benefits someone, like you were saying, like someone going into a new market where they have no idea what they should be making. Right. They don't need to have a group of friends who maybe do something similar to share what their experiences are. There is now a centralized, ideally centralized database where people have been already providing this information and you can use it as a starting point. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really interesting kind of middle ground. Like you said, it sounds like mostly the problem will be having people move to these services like Glassdoor, right? Like having people actually provide that information. One of the things that I want to keep in mind is that it's probably easier, you know, for someone like you and I who tend to work in industries that might go out of their way. Like you said, engineers go out of their way to kind of post that information on Glassdoor yeah. and similar websites. But I also think it, it probably is important to consider, well, how this has affected people who work the kinds of jobs where this is not the case, right? People who work secretarial jobs, people who work the jobs that maybe don't necessarily fit into this oeuvre of we're sharing our information online. Mm -hmm. For lack of a better term, people who are in occupations that have less education around things like pay equity and where those things are less of a concern. Or tend to be less computer savvy as well. Yeah. They just I don't mean, just necessarily have as much data in the system to compare to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in that idea. I don't know if there's a good way of tackling that other than hopefully making the idea that Glassdoor exists available to people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> it's, it's just an interesting workaround. It's fascinating that this kind of service cropped up as a response to the delicate nature of talking about pay, right? organizations, unwillingness to be transparent. You have this service that kind of popped up and it's it's being 
widely used. It's a very useful service. I think it will get better over time too. Yeah. Um, and I can imagine that some employers would even use Glassdoor to figure out how much to pay their employees. Yeah. They would look at a certain position if they're hiring a new position that they haven't had before. Like, okay, we need a, a front end engineer or something for um, our organization. This is the first one we're hiring. We are in Pittsburgh. Let's look up the Glassdoor data. How much is this someone uh, with you know X years of experience worth right now? Yeah. And then we can figure out how to pay them fairly. Yeah. And for organizations, it must be very difficult to hire because they are also in the dark about what other organizations are doing, right? right. It, it's very difficult for them to get that data because employees are not necessarily sharing that, right? It, it's it's possible that you might find that out as one employee, you, you lose an employee to another organization. You might find out how much they were taken by, right? Like how much was the increase in pay, et cetera. Yeah. But it's unlikely. So even for an organization, like you said, something like Glassdoor might be useful to get a sense of what's the market? What are yeah. people being paid? And what do we need to offer in order to attract top talent really to our organization? So any final thoughts on this? Um, I think my stand, my stance is still the same. I think if at all possible, maybe make use of something like Glassdoor to provide your information if you feel comfortable doing that. It's entirely anonymous, but we need to maybe demystify and, and kind of take away the power of those social norms that prevent us from sharing that information. Uh, it seems like it's a valuable resource for all of us to be paid fairly. Mm -hmm. and really question why is it that you feel uncomfortable sharing that information, right? You might not be comfortable sharing it with everybody, but there's a possibility that it, there, you could be the kind of person who helps break down those social barriers to help someone else. Yeah, what that's true. Um, I'm not sure if you really disagree on anything, actually. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, even though I think that people tend to link how much they make to their value in society, I don't necessarily feel that way about myself. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way about the people I associate with. Salary is not everything. I think that overall, uh, we'll all benefit from more information rather than less. And if we can kind of get over those social barriers associated with, you know, feeling uncomfortable about, about how much we make and establish that mutual trust, I think that we'll all be better for it, really. Because it better, it better equips us to negotiate salaries that are fair to us, really, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, and I think as, as an organization, consider moving to a system that maybe makes available pay bans as information to employees. It allows you to hold your organization accountable to make sure you're paying everybody fairly. If, like you said, if someone is willing to take less, you can always bump them to the pay ban that they start at because that's a, an easy way to earn goodwill with that new employee to make sure that your current employees are not untrusting of how much that new person is making. Right. It's very possible they might believe, obviously we're getting paid less. They got hired later. The market rate has gone up. I'm sure that person is making more money even though they just arrived here. All that kind of maybe moving to a system, like you said, it's not completely just revealing everything, but at least provides some set of guidelines that might actually turn out to be really good for performance, might turn out to be really good for engagement and trust, really establishing trust between your employees and your organization. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening uh, to another episode of Mind Your Work Unscripted. We'll be back pretty soon with a full episode. Something that we'd really love to hear is that if you're if you're maybe from somewhere else in the world and there isn't a cultural norm of actually keeping something like pay secret, we would love to hear about that. We are only you know within our own context of North America and a little bit of South America, so we would love to know if maybe that's not the norm in other places in the world, or maybe in your organization. Do you find the organization has gone out of their way to make pay transparency something that they care about? Yeah, we'd love to hear any stories about that. Um, ideas for future, future episodes as well. And, and anything that you would like to hear us talk about, we're more than open to that. Yeah, you can always find us on Twitter at MindYourWorkIO. And you can email us at MindYourWorkPodcast at gmail.com. I'm Jose. I'm Nicholas. And we'll see you soon.
What is the screen called again? Pop filter. Pop filter? Yep. Because when you go pop, 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 and then you put it behind the screen, you can feel that there's not there anymore. Uh, okay, gotcha. Catches your, your plosives. Plosives? What are those? Uh, any sound that comes from B and P. See, B, P. Those are called plosives. Plosives? Yeah. B, P. I like that word because it's like, it's a plosive. Yeah, it is in and of itself yeah, what it's defining. Yeah, it's really good. It's always like good. That, yeah. English sometimes makes sense. It's random, but it does make sense sometimes. Sometimes.